Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Afternoon Drive, presented by Superbook Sports. Here's Aniwo Piro and Cody Rourke. Number two, welcome on back to the program. Afternoon drive right here on My Life Sports Radio. Hope everyone is uh, doing well out there on this uh, Monday, October the third installment of the program. A uh, non-victory Monday, a frustrating Monday for a lot of Broncos fans out there. But uh, silver lining, turn the page. You got Thursday night football right around the corner, and if there's a team struggling more than the Broncos in the AFC, it's definitely the Indianapolis Colts. So an opportunity for the Broncos to get right. We'll keep an eye on that all throughout the week. And uh, away we go. One thing that I wanted to highlight, I texted Ryan Blackburn, our Denver Nuggets analyst here uh, at MyLifeSports.com before we went on there. I asked him any good info I should know uh, about the Denver Nuggets. And uh, I'm sure you have a thought or two on this front. They extended their entire front office. And uh, look at that. Look at that look I just got from Mr. <laughs> did you Ryan. see my comment? I did. On I Instagram? did. It's safe to say that you are a little uh, hesitant to anoint Calvin Booth, it's safe to say you want to see some. We have waited until after this year. I, I don't hate that take. I really don't. But uh, Blackburn texted me, he said, through the 2024-2025 season, the rest of the front office also got extended. Ownership wanted to see what they did this summer, and they passed with flying colors. Cronkies were at practice on Friday and likely finalized. Oh, the Cronkies cared about their basketball team? Wow. Wow. I'm surprised. I found out. That they still don't have a practice facility. There's things that can't be said necessarily on air, but. I mean, we know that Josh cares a lot about the basketball side of things. He played basketball in college yeah. in Mizzou. I, I mean, yeah, I hope so, right? No, he does. I mean, we know that for a fact. But it's just interesting, man. Like, you, you what was the comparison you made about so so and so would get something new before they build a training center for the Nuggets? Oh yeah, no, we were saying like, I bet you the Denver Broncos get a brand new stadium before the Nuggets get their own that's practice. A, that's facility. a great bet. That's a great bet to make, actually. Not that I would bet with you because I kind of agree. The fact that they, the Avs and the Nuggets don't have their own practice facility oh, already is embarrassing. Like, it's pro sports in a billion-dollar franchise. You know, you have billion-dollar owners, and they still can't do that. But they're more focused. Look, and I get it. The NFL is king. We've said that a million times. But you're more focused with your NFL team than you are your other teams. Like, come on. To add insult to injury, like, they have to go do their training camp at a college facility. In San Diego. A college facility. <laughs> Like, this is a professional sports organization that is having to go down to the collegiate ranks in order to facilitate their training camp. It's a joke. 
Now, like I've been, I mean, I've, I've have seen have two courts as well. Yeah, because they don't have enough space. Like I've, I've been all around the, 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 the Nuggets practice facility. I damn you grew up on that court. I mean, just being around there for 17 years old, covering the team with the media. I mean, it's a nice little court. I mean, they got a nice little workroom, but it's like for like a, like a wrestling team. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's probably fine for like in season where it's just, you know, the, the roster full of guys and the coaching staff. I mean, it's fine for that. But I mean, you literally can't spread out. You can't spread out at all. I mean, they got like the elliptical machines like next to the court. I mean, it's it's less than ideal. I'd probably go and I haven't. I think the Nuggets facility is probably the only practice facility that I've seen around the NBA. It's got to be close to the bottom, if not the worst out there. That's, and the Avalanche is a slap in the face, too. They practice at a bona fide Dave and Buster's. What the hell is that? You ever been there? You ever seen this thing? I never have. Imagine walking in Ferris wheel amusement park ride. And then in the back tucked away is an ice rink. The, oh, yeah. The Stanley Cup champions happen to practice here, that too. Elitch is. No, it's like right here down the street. It's, oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's a literally like a Dave and Buster's. It's not. It's family fun center. What like you, you, you walk in there, it's like an amusement park, and in the back they got the rink. I remember I went there for one of my little brother's birthday parties when we first moved here, and I was like, "Why the hell they got a full ice rink in here?" And somebody told me like, "Yeah, this is where the ass practice." I said, "What? How, how is that even acceptable?" As big as Denver is, this is what it's resorted to. For you them? can't buy a like what? You can't buy like a plot of land and build a warehouse. And develop a home practice facility? Bumper cars, too, Logan tells me. They got bumper cars wow. in the Avalanche practice facility. Well, hey, you know what? After oh. we go hit the puck a few times, let's go get on the you know the bumper cars and see who comes in first. Laughable. And they, they these are two teams playing at a high level. I don't know. All right, let's, uh, let's talk a little general NFL here, week four reaction. Actually, before we do that, we were talking a little bit outside. Is the Raider Stadium as impressive in person as it seems from TV? I think it's better. Really? Yeah, I mean, outside of like the logos, <laughs> right? You know, it's a it's a beautiful stadium. I mean, so it's open. There's a lot of seating. I mean, it's cool. Like it's very well like ventilated inside to where you know like there's no reason, there's no way is possible that they could ever had an open dorm, open dome stadium. Not possible. Yeah, it's way too hot Vegas. out there. Um, but I mean, the field looks great. The the facility looks great. I mean, there's so many different things that they have in there. They have like this big fake torch thing that they light. I've seen that. Um, that was kind of a cool. It's, I mean, it's a cool thing to have there. I mean, the PA system's really good. The they have really like exquisite screens for video footage, and montage, yeah. and stuff like that. But like even like the press box was nice. Oh, I'm it was sure. a very I, nice. I, the press big box. question is how was the food in the press box? It was clutch. Okay, good. This was so far the best food that I've had so far in really? a press box. What they serve you. So, I mean, obviously, you know, you get hot dogs and stuff like right. that, but mainly like they had breakfast burritos, they had stuff like that, Ooh. hash browns, pork sausage, um, and then they also had wings during, you know, in the after, Ooh. like at halftime and things like that. It was, it was good. And then here's the best part. They had all these different like bowls filled with candy. Mm. So it's like, grab a bag of Sour Patch Kids, grab some M&Ms and some water and bam, you're good to go. Yeah, man, it's I remember that was like the first thing when I started covering in media. I was like, dang, dude, they kind of hook you up sometimes like a ballerina yeah. covering the nuggets. Same thing. They, they got these gnarly brownie things. Mm. They're just I mean, I, I swear, but I gained 25 pounds when the season started. I had a brownie yesterday and it had like this caramel drizzle Ooh. on top and stuff like that. And Is they had, the like, one these... that Mace posted. I saw Mace. Tweet yeah. it. Oh, my gosh. Those looked incredible. Oh, it was legit. Those looked delicious. And then they had like this huge sugar cookie. And, you mm. know, I, I ate it. I like sugar cookies. Unfortunately, I had the sugar Raiders logo. Great. You got to do it. You know, I, I was mean, like, you know, on. hey, I'm just, you know, I'm eating the Raiders. If the the Broncos <laughs> win, you know, I did my part. Unfortunately, um, they didn't win. This is the degenerate in me. I'm not sure how much you walked around. Do they have like slot machines in there? How does that work? I didn't see. I don't think so. I'm not sure if they, I don't think that you can at a sporting event. I know like in my, 
uh, hotel that I stayed in. Oh yeah. Walked by cause you know, I'm, I stayed in a casino, but also like walking out the door, you had like the bed MGM things Machine, that, the kiosk yep. where you can go and place your bets and stuff like that. I was like, okay, it's like, it's real life out there, huh? Vegas makes a lot of money. Yes, they do. It is an interesting Do they make place. more money than any state or city in the entire United States? Probably up there. I mean, probably not. Because I mean, it's I mean, like, like hard to see how they can't. I mean, it's the entertainment capital of the country. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's nuts. a Walt Disneyland. It's not. No, it really. It's sensory overload. I love it. Yeah, look at that. You got to get get back it. to reality. I literally so first night in Vegas, you know, I I go and I eat. You know, I eat a good meal. I go up. It's like ten thirty at night. There's literally a karaoke concert going on at the Luxor, and it's loud. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. Yeah. And it went to like 1.30 a.m. People sinking off the top of their lungs and just like loud thumping bass. It was a, uh, it was cool, man. I used to, you know, first night though, I got to check out. A, um, in my hotel, they had uh, the America's Got Talent Las Vegas show live. Wow, it was legit. I went. It was fun. Some, you know, you got to see some winners, some golden buzzer yeah. winners from like you know past seasons, some winners from past seasons. Oh man, it was epic. You know, I will say you got a pretty good with the with the consistent cities you get to travel to. Oh, you get yeah. to go to L.A. and Vegas every year, and then Kansas City gets yourself some good barbecue once a year. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, that's then, pretty solid. You know, and then you get to throw in, like, the occasional ones. Like, I'm excited to see, like, who the Broncos play next year. You know, what right. road games are we going to go to next year? That's going to be a fun one. I think that would be a really, really good icing on the cake. Because, like, for me, I'm, I'm starting to do these vlogs. And so, obviously, our video, we're, you know, I sit, you know, I took a lot of footage from me being on the trip in Vegas. Kind of like, uh, you know, my time there, leaving here, getting there and everything like that. Some of the food, some of the events. Uh, and just some of my daily responsibilities, sending over to our video guy, and he uh, probably gonna have something pulled up here sometime this week for your viewing pleasure. Exciting so. life on the road, but uh, all right, let's talk a little general week four action here Oof. yesterday, and some interesting game. I just want to throw it out there, selfish plug: eleven six and one, the record so far in our My Life Sports betting primer that I put together every single week. So uh, we've done a good job here through the first four weeks. See if we can keep it up as the books and the better start to adjust to some of the numbers out there, but. Uh, the only the only bet I lost yesterday, Tampa, second week in a row, I bet Tampa and lost, but uh, pushed on the Raven game. So I did all right in the betting slate. But I mean, there was a lot of interesting games out there. Shall we start with what I just mentioned? The Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens and the John Harbaugh there at the end. I, I, I mean, you know, fourth and goal. What was it like? It's like you're on the four or five yard line. Twenty to twenty four minutes left. They have to go for it on fourth down. Look, I love Lamar Jackson just as much as the next guy. But, I mean, you got Justin Tucker in your back pocket. You got to kick the field goal there. Go up 23 nothing, play some defense instead. They go for it on fourth down. Lamar Jackson picking the end zone. And then a Josh Allen and company say good night. That was a disappointing loss for Baltimore. Best kicker in the game, a guy who's won you so many games. And you're like, eh. You know what? Maybe, uh, maybe the loss of Jerry Rosberg has been huge for John Harbaugh. Maybe. Now Sorry, I just, saw, I just saw a tweet that a wolf is making his radio debut across town right now. Oh, I wonder yeah. how that'll go. Uh, well, you know, when they run out of things to talk about and things like that. And- oh, should we set the over under on how long? No, I'm not going to do that. Um, it's one of those situations, though. I agree. I mean, it was just a, Derek's just a-, a good dude. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Love Derek. But it's like. Really? It's, it's been the same model for <laughs> forever. Real deal. I feel like Derek radio done, right like, here. on I, Mile I feel High like Sports. Derek could have done better. I feel like there Re- could have been. Could have been better opportunities out there. Interesting. Maybe he looks around the towns. Maybe he hears a manual on our show tomorrow. You know, I don't, Derek, like I said, Derek is a good dude. I I don't know. 
But then maybe they made the most competitive. Over under on amount of animals that Derek has hunted in the day since he's retired. I was looking at his Instagram the other day. I mean, it's oh. seriously, every day it's like buck, 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 buck. And I'm like, whoa. Dude is, I'm not uh, anti-hunting or anything like that. But I was like, uh, is this for a sport or is this for like. Dude is definitely like a savage in a sense. Like, you know, when I uh, when I was chatting with him and Matt McChesney a little bit ago, like a couple months ago, right before he announced his retirement, he showed me this picture of this big black bear that he shot like when he went hunting in Wyoming this one he Damn. like he did his first hip like he had a, a hip injury like one of his hips was was hurt he said the bear was so big and it had such beautiful fur he didn't want to you know tear the fur up by pulling it down a mountainside he literally picks up this black bear puts it on his shoulders and his back Jeez. and he walks down this tremendous like you know cliff and valley things like that it's it's unbelievable that <laughs> Like I said, if you could pick up like a 300, 300 plus pound, weights. I don't even know how, I don't even know if it's like how much the black bear weighed, but it's a bear. Like how much do black bears weigh on average? That's an interesting thing. We need Probably to look like up. more than the average human. They look pretty dense. He literally picked it up and carried it down the mountain. I'd say like 250-ish. I feel like that's a little light for a bear. Three? Let's see. I'll look oh, it up. Yeah. <laughs> 150 wow. to 600 pounds, Logan says, is what Siri It's a very me. broad range. So call it oh. three something. Yeah, because it was a, it was an adult male, so I'm, mm. I'm guessing it was definitely uh, over something. That's crazy, man. Yeah, no, that is crazy for sure. No, so. he, uh, yeah, like I said, he he loves to hunt. Like, honestly, I, f- I feel like Derek could have like had his own hunting show. You know, yeah, like get him follow- a, get him a Mile High Life podcast. <laughs> you know how they follow you around, like they follow certain hunters around in seasons and whatnot. They film it and then turn it into a DVD. Yeah. They could have done that with Derek uh, Wolf. Done it on that's the a play TV. off the word Wolf. Usually, I'm quick with this stuff, not with this one. Wait. I mean, I wolf something with wolf, like something's wolves <laughs> working wolves. Like, I don't know, something like that. Like I came up with the primetime parlay for this video I did with Danny Williams. I also came up with the bankroll builder for that parlay we hit yesterday Ooh. or last week. How's Danny doing today? Was he like in full meltdown mode? No, he was honestly pretty chill. That's good. I think he was in a good mood today. I mean, you know, him and Gersh, so Bri- so half Bree's, American Idol, half sports talk. Bree's the only one that took it hard. Yeah, she was down in the dumps. Like, I think, I feel I think like it, Seekers and, and Joey are also in the dumps. Dude. Yeah. You know, they just got to grow up a little bit. You know, it's, get it's, it's a part of the game. No, I'm just joking. I love those guys. But um, it's okay, Bree, if you're listening. No, nah, she was right. she was sad about the uh, Javante news. Honestly, yeah. as it was, as was I. I mean, like everybody that, is. Everybody's, a loss is a loss. Losing a guy for the year like that. Everybody's gutted for Javante because not not only is it an ACL, he tore his LCL, which is yep. the lateral collateral ligament. That's the ligament that's on the outside of your knee, right? ACLs on your inside, the LCLs on the outside, and then he had like a a posterior like corner, you know, something, whatever it was. That right there is tough, and that's going to require a little bit more additional time and recovery because you can have your ACL reconstructed. The LCL kind of, I don't think, in most cases. You don't necessarily have to get surgery on it. You can see, and I imagine when they go into his knee, they're going to look and see if whether or not they need to repair the LCL. Um, but the thing with the ACL, you have to get a graft, which usually is a cadaver from someone Ugh. who's dead, your own hamstring, or they take it from your own patella tendon. And in a position where you rely on that. I mean, I'm not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but I mean, it's going to be a long road to recovery. So the video on it, it's like, it was one of those things where like Max Crosby like hopped on his back in a sense. And I think for like the size and the power of the guy like Max Crosby, when you're trying to plant and move, that probably is what did it. Just unfortunate. I mean, Javante is a tough dude. And you know what? I, it, it sucks. It's huge for the Broncos, but more so it's just, it's, it's a, 
terrible injury to have to experience, especially in your second year in the National Football League. I think the biggest thing for me, though, that gives me a little bit of like reprieve, he's going to have so much support in that locker room. And obviously, like, you know, Ray Jackson is going to be a very, you know, monumental part of providing him with support. But, you know, you got guys like Cortland Sutton in that locker room, KJ Hamler. You got guys like, you know, uh, Demaria Crockett as well, who's just recently gone through that at the running back yeah. position towards ACL. You, there's a lot of guys that have been through that. Bradley Chubb, that'll help get Javante through it. You know, fingers crossed. You wish nothing but the best yeah, for him. I mean, ball, I mean yeah, it, it sucks. I mean, injuries suck in general. And obviously, you know, one of the good guys on the roster, Javante Williams, in a position of need as well. You know, it's... Uh, Obviously, it puts a damper on the season. We'll see how they respond. But also, you just, you know, you, you feel for the player as well here. Absolutely. You know, a young player in his first contract, right? Play in a position where the shelf life isn't necessarily as long as some of the others around the, around the league. Uh, you know, hopefully, Javante Williams can bounce back here in a big way for the Denver Broncos. But Ooh. we'll see. So, Ryan Blackburn, our good friend here, my high sports Nuggets beat reporter. Uh, Mike Malone was meeting with media, as he always does before mm-hmm. the game, says, we're not going to go crazy. We're going to try and build up every game, hopefully about 16 to 22 minutes for each of those guys. And oh, I could see him saying that. And then you just know, going Ryan. five or six. Yeah, that's, uh, oh, we're back with the Maloneisms. I, I love Malone, man. Like, Me he, too. He, he gives great interviews. Big Malone He's fired guy. up. He's passionate about his guys. I would have loved him. Malone is in, and like, He's the only NBA coach that I've covered up close and personal consistently. But Malone is a great coach because he blends the old school style of NBA, which he grew up with, with the understanding of how to handle these modern NBA superstars. He has some touch to him while still being a little bit of a hard ass, which I enjoy. Boogie before. Like, I know. Boogie. Game recognized game. You know what I'm saying? He probably put Boogie in his place and Boogie was like, damn, all right, he's going to stand up to me. But you know what? Like when Boogie has respect for a coach like that, I think it says says everything you need to know. I kind of wish they brought him back. I I, I do. Is he still out there? He's not with anyone? I like, I don't the, think he did, I like the sound bites we're getting from, you know, DeAndre Jordan, but it's like, I just feel like Boogie's a bigger difference maker to what the Nuggets need this season when Jokic goes off the court. I think Boogie will be out there if they want to go get him. Eventually. I'll look it up. He'll look it up. He's a free agent right now. Yeah. I, and I think if he signs anywhere, it'll probably be a, what is it, a two-week contract, whatever they call those things? Just 10 days? 10 days. Yeah, there you go. So, all right, let's uh, let's hit a break. When we come back, we got a guest. We're going out to the hotline. Pat Rooney covers the Colorado Buffaloes from buffzone.com as well as the Boulder Daily Camera. And look, Mr. Goodman, Eric Goodman, that is, host of Morning Drive, had a good tweet. He said, in this town, when you want to drop football news that isn't necessarily good, the best time to drop it is in the middle of a Bronco game. And uh, the Denver, or excuse me, the Colorado Buffaloes fired head coach Carl Durrell moments before the Broncos kicked off last night. And uh, we'll talk about it when we come back with Mr. Rooney. All that and more next on the program, Afternoon Drive. AP and Rourke back in just a few minutes. Now, more of Afternoon Drive presented by Superbook Sports on Mile High Sports. Oh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting day for the Buff fan out there. Welcome on back to the and the Bronco fan. I mean, you know, Colorado football fans in general, for the most part, probably feeling some type of way on this. Uh, I don't even know what adjective to put in front of the word Monday, but uh, here we are. Welcome on back to the program. Afternoon drive right here on My Life Sports Radio. Thank you guys for rocking with us on the show today. And let's go on out now to the hotline and bring in Pat Rooney. You can follow him on Twitter at Pat Rooney 07. 
covers the buffs for buffzone.com as well as the daily camera kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time and i said it coming out of the last segment pat you know if there's ever bad news in the football world not involving the broncos it's usually a good time to drop it in the state at the same time the broncos are playing and we found that out yesterday as the buffaloes end up uh, parting ways with head coach carl durrell and uh, not surprising at 0-5 start the team has looked uh you know pitiful to be honest with you but uh, thanks for a few minutes and uh what's going on behind the scenes in buffland yeah, you uh, you bet, guys. Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, uh, nothing like dumping that in the middle of a Broncos game. They did try to do the press conference later to uh, maybe get more people up there in Boulder uh, after the Broncos. But uh, uh, it certainly was no surprise, uh, the 0-5 start, uh, as you alluded to. It's not just the, the 0-5 start, but just how poor they've, they've played in every game. Uh, you know, they have one of the worst offenses in the nation, one of the worst defenses in the nation, and, and quite frankly, uh, the longer Carl Durrell has had his kind of fingerprints on this program, uh, the worse that the team has played. So time for a reset. Uh, Rick George took responsibility for that last night. And uh, don't expect a announcement for a, a full-time, a new uh, head coach until after the season. Uh, so it should be an interesting couple months until that gets wrapped up. Well, I think that's a big thing as well, right? And for Rick George, I know that he's facing a lot of pressure. Does this, you know, does this decision maybe rectify or take a little bit of that pressure off of him? Because initially everyone was saying, hey, you know, if he doesn't fire Carl Durrell, there's going to be pressure on Rick George. How does that dynamic kind of play out? Yeah, I think the interesting thing for Rick George now is just, uh, you know, I think a big thing out of this is he's going to have time to really analyze and assess what this football program needs. And, uh, you know, I kind of asked him about this last night, and that's not just kind of shuffling through resumes and, and, and talking to people to see who would be a good fit uh, just personality-wise and X's and O's and all the traditional stuff for for coaching. But I think with, with college athletics in general and college football in particular being in such a time of upheaval, all the changes in the game and, the introduction of NIL, I mean, I think they really need to take time to do a, a, a top-to-bottom assessment of what this program needs to draw recruits and then what the next coach needs to have some success with those recruits. You know, I, I, I think this whole organization from the top down, you know, even the administration above Rick George, you know, there's some folks in that regent's room that, haven't been fully supportive of athletics uh, and, and, and football. And, you know, until some of those things change, uh, it, it's going to be just as hard for the next guy. But I think, I, I think that what doing it now kind of gives you time. It shows uh, the players and, and, and the, those on staff that are still here that they are serious about getting this turned around. And it gives Rick time that he didn't really have uh, during the Mel Tucker fiasco uh, to, to really kind of analyze and, and take his time and make sure – that the right fit is found for this program. Our guest is Pat Rooney. You can follow him on Twitter at Pat Rooney 7 uh, covers the buffs for uh, buffzone.com as well as the Boulder daily camera kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time. And, and look, you know, before the whole turmoil had kind of, you know, fell apart, Mel Tucker was a good hire and, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, a better opportunity in his eyes appeared in the Michigan state job. And I'm curious, you know, you mentioned some of the changing dynamics in the landscape of college football, whether it's NIL, whether it's the recruiting stuff, and I think the Buffs, like, you know, they're, they're a, a res, I don't want to use, I don't know, they're, they're, they're a known program is the word that I'm trying to use there. And so they should be able to get a good guy in here 
who knows about recruiting. But it's interesting because you don't want to hire a guy that could potentially leave in two or three years, right? Because things were looking on the up and up when they had Mel Tucker and then he leaves and it's back to square one. How do you see the Buffs maybe attack their coaching uh, hiring the process in the whole nine? Because obviously you want to get a guy that can turn this program around, but you also want to get a guy that potentially has some longevity behind him as well. Yeah, I've kind of come around on that. I, I, even a few years ago, would probably tend to agree with you. But I think at this point, the Colorado football program has been down for so long. You know, other than 2016, you know, they had the winning record in, in the shortened 2020 season, but really only 2016 is the only winning season and, and bowl season that they've had since 2005. And, and and there's been some really lean years in there. It hasn't been like they've been competitive and just fallen short. Uh, there's been a lot of years in there that, that are shaping up like this year. You know, I think if you get a guy at this point, I think if you get a guy in here and he has enough, enough success over, let's say, a, a three-year period that he is that coveted by bigger programs, I think if you're a Buffs fan, you take that at this point. Uh, because that means they're doing something right in Boulder. That means there's probably been multiple bowl games uh, during that, that, that short window of, of a few years. And that means all of a sudden the, the Colorado program is way more attractive uh, than this potential coach, uh, with this potential coach leaving than it was when, when he first came in. So, you know, if they get a guy and it winds up being another stepping stone job, honestly, at this point, I, I think Buffs fans will gladly take it because that means there's some success in there. And, you know, yeah, I'd like to point out how often is a situation like Mel Tucker going to happen again, uh, where he's here for one year, there, there's a late resignation somewhere else where, where the coach just happens to have ties with, in this case, Michigan State, uh, and then all those kind of dominoes start falling. It was a very unique situation, and, boy, it would be really, I, I think, wild if something like that happened again after just one year. Well, you know, kind of to that point as well, I, I feel like the dilemma in a sense, too, because obviously the losing seasons, Buffs fans, you know, it's frustrating uh, to be able to see that happen for them to go through that. But for like the new coach coming in, I, I feel like he has to maybe have that assurance that, hey, this is going to take some time. This can't it's very unrealistic, I think, to expect a one to two to even three year turnaround, especially as we see the transfer portal opening things up a little bit more. And we're seeing a lot of athletes leave and go elsewhere. I mean. What type of challenge is that at this point with the state of college football, with the transfer portal, for a coach to come in and really try to establish his own roots? Yeah, uh, Buff fans aren't going to like to hear this, but it's going to take some patience. This isn't a uh, come in and and you know get guys in better shape and, and and turn around the attitude, and all of a sudden you have a an eight and four team next year. That's probably not going to happen. They have to make better inroads on recruiting. Uh, all the matters that we've already talked about a little bit, uh, you know, NIL. And, you know, Colorado has some restrictions on uh, transfers, guys coming in from, from other four-year schools, even junior colleges, that, uh, you know, a lot of their peers in, in the Pac-12 and, you know, Chancellor DeStefano yesterday in a press conference basically said, hey, we're good. he didn't say it in as many words, but it basically was like, that's just something we're going to have to live with and, and work with. Uh, so there's a, yeah, you're right, there's a lot of hurdles beyond just, getting the right players and the right scheme in place. That's almost the easy part for the next incoming coach. Uh, they need to seriously upgrade the talent on the roster, and they have to figure out some of these other system, uh, you know, systemic things that have prevented this program from for growing for, for more than a decade now. 
Uh, hey, Pat, I'm a CU grad, and so it's it's tough to watch these games sometimes, yeah. but I still, I still watch them pretty much every week, hoping that there's something that I can enjoy about the game. And it's been fun to see some of these young guys getting a shot, some of the freshmen on the roster, like McCown, like Jordan Tyson. Is there a freshman or a sophomore on this roster who's really flying under the radar that you have a lot of hope about for uh, the future of the Buffs? You know, I like I like both the guys you you mentioned. I think Owen McCown definitely has the makeup to be, you know, kind of a, a quarterback for years to come. I like the couple young guys that they've been showcasing in the back uh, backfield, uh, especially Hankerson and Offerdahl. You know, I think there's a lot of talent there, and a couple of the guys up front. Um, Owen McCown needs to get bigger. You know, he's he's they got him six two and one seventy five. You know, the one seventy five might be soaking wet. Uh, but I'll tell you what, he is showing a lot of moxie back there. He's winning people over with his toughness. He can move around a little bit. He's he's got, uh, he, he's clearly got a good sense of the game. Obviously, as you know, his, his father was a longtime NFL quarterback, Josh McCown, and uh, uh, you know, I think there's a real future there. You know, you never know what's going to happen now. Uh, you know, I'm not stumping for you know Mike Sanford to be the the, the next full-time head coach, but he's going to get the interim tag. And I think one of the best things that could happen for CU fans right now is this offense takes off the rest of the season with these young guys and a fresh look to the play calling. Uh, if Mike Sanford and, and these young guys can make the decision tough on, on Rick George as to what he's going to do for the head coaching job, you know, I think you have a better chance of keeping these guys intact going forward. You know, that's one thing I kept hearing, you know, if they fire him, won't all these young guys leave and, you know, I don't know. Going zero and twelve and getting rolled every week, I don't know what would have made the the young guys stay either. So, a delicate balance there. Um, but I do like some of those skill position guys for sure, uh, especially on the offensive side for Colorado. One more before we get it, get you out of here. And our guest is Pat Rooney, covers the Colorado Buffaloes for BuffZone.com as well as the Boulder Daily Camera. And look. You are what your record says you are. Your own five, and if I did my math correctly, the Buffs have been outscored two sixteen to sixty seven in the five games that they've played so far this season. So, look, I mean, obviously, you know, getting rid of Darrell opens up a new chapter, whatever you might want to say. How do the Buffs salvage something from this season, right? Because so far, I mean, it's been about as bad as it can get. We've seen the rankings out there about them and CSU flip-flopping for one and two worst team in the country. Uh, you turn yeah. the page here by getting rid of Darrell. How do you salvage something from this season, Pat? Well, I think it's a lot of the things I just said. You know, can this team be competitive? I mean, I mean, you know, you just have to wipe bowl eligibility off the slate. They're they're not going to have a winning record. Their, their their schedule gets tougher down the stretch. That they got quite a run. Um, there's a four game run there to to end. That's that's going to be brutal. But is this team getting? Are our guys getting better? Are they being more competitive? Uh, you know, defensively, especially. You know, we've talked about the offense and its struggles, but. You know, I think a bigger surprise is the offense was bad last year, and and certainly the not getting better this year is a disappointment. But uh, uh, you know, they're kind of the same. The defense has regressed. So are they getting better? Are they starting to stop teams? Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of equally bad at the run and and pass defense right now. Uh, you know, are they just more competitive? Uh, you, you know, I think those are the things you're looking for now. Um, now, how do the guys respond? You know, do, do, do they pack it in the rest of the way? You know. Carl Durrell lauded the attitude of the guys, uh, you know, all through this. And we're not allowed to watch practice, so, uh, you know, don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. But 
you know, I, I think a big thing will be, you know, just the general attitude of this team and, and how much of a fight they, they put up going forward. You know, those are things you're going to have to kind of look at now um, and, and, and how this team responds to, to this kind of adversity. They have some young talent and, you know, how they come out of this uh, might define, you know, how, how, how that talent fares over the next few years. Well, we shall see what the future holds for the Colorado Buffaloes. Until then, you can check out all of Pat's work at BuffZone.com and The Daily Camera. Pat, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. We'll do it again soon, all right? Yeah, you bet, guys. No problem. There he goes. Pat Rooney. Be sure to follow him on Twitter at Pat Rooney or P Rooney 07. I feel like I learned a little bit. I mean, it's just, you know, it was as bad as bad as, bad as it gets. It's nice to see that they finally ripped the Band-Aid off, though. I mean, I, you had no choice, right? And, and I think you made a great point. Why wait until the end of the season to do that? Because then that just delays you in trying to find the right candidate. Yeah, you the know, buyout's the same. Right now, what they're looking at, essentially here with the early dismissal, is they have time now to scan the college football landscape for potential candidates for the new head coaching job. And I know that getting fired is never fun. No. But I believe sucks. the buyout was $8 million bucks. Like, what do you do if you're Darrell? You just kind of walk out of there and book a vacation? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you've essentially released yourself... From all the bad energy of that football team, albeit, you know, you got fired, but you got an $8 million buyout. You're the only one bringing bad energy. I, I guess you're right, but, you know. Like, I mean, you got an $8 million paycheck just, you know, sitting there for you. I guess there's worse worse things in life. When do you want me gone? What door do you want me out? Exactly. Ed Orgeron, maybe, but uh, let's hit a break. When we come back, we will put a bow on the show. A little sports potpourri. I like also, how you rhyme uh, right there. Oh, always. That's another one of bow my isms. on the show. A little one of my isms right there. I actually had someone call me out for that in public. Really? It was uh, one of the said's friends who listens to the show a good amount of times. He's like, you always say put a bow on the show in the final segment. I'm like, I do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like Pat McAfee. Good morning, beautiful people. Hello, beautiful people. people. That's It is Wednesday, so-and-so day, and this sports talk program starts now. All right, let's hit a break. Come back, put a bow on the show. Afternoon drive, PR work. This is Afternoon Drive, presented by Superbook Sports. Here's Anil Opiro and Cody Rourke. To see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle I'll let this one ride a little bit, no? <laughs> It's a banger. It's a glue. Uh, yeah, it's gloomy out there now. It's a cloudy day in the yeah. valley, eh? It was nice out earlier. Hold on, here it comes. It banger. Mm, this is like depression vibe. <laughs> this is probably what Broncos fans do. Is they probably pour up a bottle of that uh, Breck bourbon whiskey that everyone posts about. Mm, and they probably jam out to this. That's what I would do. <laughs> this is what I do for the Cowboys, pretty much. This gives me tremendous Logan vibe. Hey, how about my guy Cooper Clutch? How about my guy Cooper oh, Clutch? stop it. How about him? Let's not go with the whole him? Cooper Cush thing. Come on, man. Come Put some on, respect wait. on the guy. I'm getting the bird from Logan, the shakes from Danny, the disgust from you. Put some respect on the man. Oh, God. 4-0 as a starter. Yeah, let's Put some respect I mean, on they Cooper were playing, Clutch. They were playing the commies. You are right? what your record says you are. I'm just being honest. I, I mean, I've seen takes today that... Just being honest. The, that the Cowboys should trade Dak Prescott because <laughs> no. Cooper Rush is the guy. I'm like, shut up. Like, 
what is going hey, on? Put some respect on Cooper Clutch, baby. Let's he's going to be go. the next Matt Flynn. Hey, man. 4 and four. You know he's the first quarterback ever in Cowboys history to go 4-0 and in his first four career starts? I think he's better than Aikman. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just joking. But uh, welcome on back to the program. Mile High Sports Radio after you drive one more segment. You see DK Metcalf carted off the field to take a dump? I was a little worried for him. You think it was a dump or he had to take a leak? He no, said was, he, he said dump. the clinch walk wasn't going to do it. <laughs> so he had to had to ride out. I mean, like when, I, never seen when I saw initially that DK was being carted off, I was like, oh, no, this is a horrible day for injuries. And he's like, nah, I just had to hold it. I had to, you know, had to go. Do they not have like a porta potty on the sideline or something? Some stadiums, I think, do. But like, then that's it's cr- like, like you, you have Oregon's to get- got those weird ones that like pop up. Yeah. That you can go in. So weird. There's got to be some sort of option. I mean, you shouldn't have to get carted off the field to go to the bathroom. Well, I don't think he like he, that was the fastest way to get in there. He had to go. He's like, I had to go. He's like, he had to go. Clearly. I mean, he's like, what did he eat before the game? Siciliano did such a great like breakdown of it. Like, cause like I hadn't seen it yet. And they're like, we've got breaking news in Seattle. And here's DK Metcalf on the car. Doesn't look good, but have no fear. He's just going to the restroom. And like everyone, like I was sitting there with my buddy before I went to Blake, like watching this whole thing. And I'm like, no way. Like another injury, like DK, That's what like I the was face of, and you know, he just had to go to the bathroom. So shout out the King. But um, what else? What's going on? Well, baseball, you know who Tony LaRusse is? Hall of Fame manager. He retired today. No idea. Yeah, it's a uh, good I'm thing. Not a baseball guy. Mets had a bad series over the weekend. That sucked. It's my team. But uh, playoffs are on Friday. Are you excited? I am. I'm going to probably have to. Yeah, I'm going to be posted up. This is when the sports equinox season starts because now it's like multiple sports consistently. NBA, what did we say, October 15th? Or I think it's 15 days. I saw a picture of Carmelo in his old in his old oh. uniform. Yeah, a week, was like, two weeks from Wednesday is yeah. Nuggets' first game. Did I, the Nuggets post that? No, I think it was just like a random account. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, I actually Nuggets know that I think about that, it. I, like, Why? I don't think I've you seen have... the Nuggets post a lot of like throwback Melo Nuggets. Stuff. I love when the Nuggets says it. The Denver Nuggets. Apparently he just watches like horse racing. Like oh, I'm sure he does. You think he bets on off? horses? Uh, I don't know. Can you bet on horses? I think horses are different, though. Yeah, I mean you could bet the yeah, Serbia. You kidding me? You could probably bet on anything out there. Okay. Let alone the horses. You kidding me? I bet that's like a part of the if they are if they're that passionate about the horse racing. Boy. You could probably bet. You could bet on most things in any country. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, people bet here. That's the thing. You can bet on anything here if you want to. I tell you what, you know what really sucked was uh, when I was in Seattle, I couldn't bet on anything. <laughs> they got nothing out there? No. <laughs> Completely illegal, huh? Oh, I drive. I don't think I can live in a state these days that doesn't have legal sports betting. It's just kind of a part of my life at this point. Yeah. It's not Even, ideal. Like, I was trying to set, like, you know, I was trying to do, you know, my typical degenerate parlays, <laughs> and they were like, sorry, betting is not allowed in Washington. I was like, Did you right. go do one at the kiosk in Vegas? No. A little two dollar parlay for the century? No, no. I'm not into that, man. I like I said, if I could do it from my phone, winning, I'm a dude. I'm a convenient guy. I literally went to Diablo's Cantina last night after doing my show. I went, I I'm sat at the munch. bar, had myself, you know, a Heineken, and then I had like this really dang good Chipotle grilled chicken quesadilla. It nice. was clutch. A one sounds delicious. Their taco, like they, they do tacos there. Guess how much they go for? Oof. Five fifty a taco. So you get three tacos. So a three pack of tacos. I'm assuming that they're served on those little metal things that make them look Trying brainwashed. Yeah, it's so yeah. stupid. You know they're gonna be garbage. Three tacos with sides or just the tacos? Tacos, just the tacos. 
Ain't like fifteen bucks. Twenty-seven. Oh my god! What? That's twenty-seven I, bucks for that, three tacos? That's why I didn't do it. And I know it's a strip, but I still, will say this oh though too is like god. at Luxor. Oh wow! I had a you know we had a Starbucks in our in our hotel, so like for oh me my it's like gosh. I, I went and got my daily you know cup of coffee because they didn't that? they didn't have a coffee maker in my hotel room, which was very odd to me. Like I yeah. like being able to make my own coffee, so that was odd. So I went nine dollars a taco. Sorry, it legitimately was like even like a grande cup, you know. Yeah, they cup bang of you out there. They bend you over seven seventy. That's on top of the thirty dollars a night resort fee they charge you yeah. on top of your regular room rate. <laughs> it's a circus out there. Hey, well, you got to go uh, check like out our friends make, over at the Superbook. They like to make money. I'm, you know, I think next next year the the Westgate is where we go, dude. I got so busy and. I'll make this promise to you. Next year we'll go because I wanted to go out Bam. there for this game too. It just happened to be so early in the season that like it kind of caught up to me. And like before I knew it, the game was four days away. I actually looked at flights like last week. I was like, can I get out there for twenty four hours? I just don't want to spend the money. But next year, I got to make that a consistent thing. Honestly, I got to make it like a thing. We got to get like the show to come out. You know, we'll do our yeah. show from out there. Might as well October game. You know, Broncos Raiders once we'll a year. See. We might as well. We'll see when it is. Yeah, last year it was on Christmas or the day after Christmas, maybe the day before. Which doesn't snow on Christmas in Vegas. Which is nice. There's only a different kind of snow that goes on in Vegas. There's a lot of it throughout the Strip. It's one of those. But um, it's, uh, I actually like when the Broncos would play the Raiders later in the year because that's when the weather's crappy here. Like, it's almost like an escape in that sense. Like, you know, I'd rather they play the Chiefs early in the year in Kansas City when the weather's not awful. And then you go play the Raiders and the Rams respectively in like December, January. Or right after Thanksgiving. Stinks, man. So... All right, what else is going on in the world of the NFL? Tua's not going to play this week. That's great. Oh, shocker. Yeah, that's a real shocker. Uh, who else isn't going to play this week? We know Javante's not going to play. No Randy Gregory. Yeah, that's tough. You know who else isn't going to play unless somebody gets hurt is uh, Mitchell Trubisky. As he got shown to the bench yesterday. Kenny Pickett into the game with a rushing touchdown. Three interceptions on the day for the Rook. Yeah, but you know, uh, throwing pains. I would like say the this, Jets of all teams. I, you know, like for me, the last one, you desperation, you're trying to get in the end zone to try to win the game, gets picked. There's that. There was one, a pass was tipped, intended for Pat Fryer Muth, caught My on the sideline. And then, I'm sorry, but I feel like Chase Claypool might be one of the most overrated wide receivers in the NFL. That guy looks like the football, like, so I saw He's a, a per- filthy casual? So, no, somebody tweeted it and it like summarized how I felt perfectly. They said it, it's like, it's like he's being attacked by the football. <laughs> when the ball's thrown to him, it's like he's trying to defend himself. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. <laughs> it's like he's whoa. like a violent runner. I mean, I just, yeah, it was rough, man. Yeah, I was surprised, and I, I mean, it's crazy how you know there was a little bit of something going for Mitch in the offseason about the year he'd spent in Buffalo. What Can was he it? Two-year the contract wheel? they signed yeah. him to, and good money yeah. as well. I mean, they pivoted after four in the middle of the fourth game. They said we've seen enough. Well, the fan base certainly saw enough, but it's like even when Kenny Pickett came in, like the fan didn't, the fans didn't go crazy. It was weird. Yeah, Pittsburgh because they were cheering a- for him last week. Kenny, yeah, Kenny, yeah. Kenny this week, and he's in. You know, they're actually kind of like the Bronco fan base a little bit. Wishy they're washy. A, they're a spoiled franchise. They're not used to not having success consistently. I'd say that's a fair point. And I think they were like I know there was a lot of Steelers fans that were upset at Big Ben, you know, towards the end there as well. But I think he got a little bit of a pass just because of who he is, what he's done. But I think there's a lot of comparison between the Bronco and the and the Steeler fan. Yeah, it would seem that way. 
It's, like, it certainly does. But it also makes sense because like, I feel like the teams that are, have the most entitled fan bases or spoiled fan bases are the teams that have appeared in the Super Bowl various times. You're completely right about that. Patriots. There's some you know, yeah. little bit of there. And Bailey Zappi's got them all excited now, which oh, is crazy. Wild, God. wild, wild. Brian Hoyer. Wow, that lasted long. <laughs> it lasted like literally like not, not even place? a cup of coffee. Like, wow. We shouldn't make fun of it, but like, wow. It was just like I get the update on my phone. Zappy's in. Oh, okay, here we go. Wait, that was quick. And and the Ro- and Rogers and company almost they still had to go to overtime. They're in oh, trouble. Do you see Bill Belichick losing it? He I, was livid. I love it when we see Bill Belichick I love, express human go, emotion. I, me too. Me too. Day yeah. by day. Day by day. Day by day. Day by day. I Dave. love it. Shout out Bill Belichick. But you know, I also hate to say it. Last night's Sunday night football game was the first time really outside of the first game of the season between the Bills and the Rams that I came away from a game and said, wow, in regards to how a team played. That's how I was feeling wow. about the Kansas City Chiefs last night, man. I mean, they for the first time this year, Buffalo was the only other team that I saw that I was like, damn, they came out and flexed. Kansas City flexed last night. Yeah, but they're also responding off of a pretty disappointing loss to the Colts. Which was to be expected. But I, You like I to mean, see that, though. You like to yeah. see a team be able to respond like championship, that. You know, a championship pedigree. Can Denver do the same on Thursday night? What will the Broncos do in the face of adversity? Well, let me tell you this, brother. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be tough because they're banged up. Uh, especially, like, coming this week, Russell Wilson's you know, yeah, right what's up shoulder, with that? A little banged up a little bit. He would have been limited today. Like, they didn't practice today. Mr. I mean, Unlimited. Unlimited. How oh. can he be limited if he's Mr. Yeah, Unlimited? I don't know, man. He's supposed to be made of steel. <laughs> I might have to drop that tomorrow. Or de- Someone should drop that. And I'll hey, uh, hey, Russ, you uh, once referred to yourself as Mr. Unlimited. If you are limited in practice today, how does that make you Mr. Unlimited? <laughs> could you imagine how fast you'd get a credential revoked if you asked that question? Oh, my God. We should uh, have Goodman do it. <laughs> he would. He would ask. See, because maybe he's been around long enough that just maybe, just maybe, he could get away with it. Like if oh Seegers did God. that, oh, God bless. They'd be like, who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, who, who are you? Who, who do you work for? They'd hang him out to dry. <laughs> Someone should ask that. Like if they were still doing Zoom press conferences, I'd like come up with like a fake Zoom name and join the link and be like with an accent. I'd be like, Mr. Wilson, you uh, like, just say I thought you you sound like Vic Lombardi for a moment. I can't. I've never tried to do a Vic. Could person. you imagine if Vic Moj and Kane were uncensored? Like I was watching the Pat on Vic Saturday get night. Away with it. I, I was watching Vic the Pat McAfee that. like Clemson broadcast NC State. Literally two minutes into a Pat McAfee drops an F bomb. He's like, oh. Sorry, I'm just so used to like. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's a different. I tried to watch that, but the audio kept cutting out on Phil Rivers, oh. so I stopped. Ah. Yeah, that's Golly. that's frustrating. Golly! All right, that's it for us. Any uh, words of wisdom, Miss Yell Rourke? Oh yeah, I don't know. I got nothing today. Go watch an episode of Modern Family. Hug your mother. I get to go eat cheeseburgers with Kip. Ooh, I'm jealous. Yeah, that'll be fun. Wow. So that's He's where good, I'm going. He gets to do something fun. I have I'm going to eat cheeseburgers with Kip. You know, I have to go, you know, I have to record a couple of reads here and then I need to go home, do a podcast. And then we're making, uh, saw it on TikTok, these tortilla like pizzas where you like Ooh. put the marinara, the mozzarella, the stuff in it. Oh, the mozzarella. And then you fold it up kind of like four plated. You put it in your toaster and you toast it twice and then it comes out apparently. Interesting. Well, you know, I got to just show you this picture before we get out of here. I got some great news Ooh. from my mother. She's Ooh. baking me two sheets of ziti oh. that are coming on Tuesday. Oh. So. 
I got to bring some Tuesday. for yeah for tomorrow after the show. So I got to bring some for the fellas. I'm uh, gonna have to heat it up during the break on the microwave and see. Yeah, you know, talking Colorado food foodie show. Maybe I'll just have my mom's food. I will say this, Katie. There was one thing I got to vent about quickly here. On my plane this morning, on my plane ride home, you know how you're like you know supposed to turn your phone on airplane mode the lady next to me is like nope not doing airplane mode i'm just gonna scroll tiktok the entire flight wow. I'm like, well, we're gonna crash and die thanks a lot lady it's all her fault luckily are right. you sure she didn't do airplane mode she didn't just, i looked specifically yeah, down eye in her. we're shoulder to shoulder yeah you're and i'm like you know for me i'm like i'm not looking but i'm like i'm staring straight but i'm looking i'm like that it's got 5ge on it right now yeah. and she's just scrolling through tiktok i'm like Love oh it. we're really gonna just if something happens this lady's to blame it's always wild to me how many people they fit in those airplanes. Oh, my gosh. It was a jam-packed I, flight. I, it is sardines. <clears throat> it is wild. All right. That's Hug it your mother. Us. Go watch Modern Family. Eat some baked ziti. Have that's fun. That's what he said. Back at it tomorrow after you drive in the books. Make it fun.